0: You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app. Welcome to Abide's Sleep Meditations. I'm Tyler Boss. Today's meditation is brought to you by our partners at Life Audio and sponsored by Health, Hope, and Inspiration. A podcast hosted by Reverend Percy McCray, created by City of Hope, designed to help answer questions about cancer and overall healthy living. For free cancer-fighting recipes, visit hhipodcast.com. Remember, you can have access to our full meditations commercial-free. Just text ABIDE to 22433 for 25% off. Now, relax your mind and body as we hear tonight's sleep story. Hello, and welcome to this sleep story from ABIDE, I'm Ben. Thanks for joining me tonight to praise the Creator with St. Francis of Assisi. We're going to travel back in time, about a thousand years, to the lush hillsides of Italy to hear the story of a man who loved Jesus and the Church and the world around him. A man who called all of us and all of creation, to join him in singing praises to God. Francis lived such a remarkable life for God that, for hundreds of years, we've loved retelling his stories. And maybe some of them have become more like myths than history. But, like all good myths, these stories tell us something true. In the marvelous tales of Francis and the animals, we are reminded of the truth that all creation exists to praise God. And God's promise of a peaceful kingdom isn't just for human beings, but for all creatures. These are truths we see in Scripture, too. In Psalm 148, where the psalmist calls on all creatures to join in praising God. Or in Isaiah 55, where God promises that even the mountains and trees will rejoice when his word is fulfilled. As we walk through the hills of Assisi and watch Francis interacting with the birds and the wild creatures, and listen to his hymns of praise to God, we'll relax in the deep certainty that the God who created us has also redeemed us and sustains us in each moment, even while we rest. So take a deep breath and settle in. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Now it's time to get ready for sleep. Take a moment to get comfortable. Adjust the lights. Make sure your blankets are in place and you're not too hot or too cold. Fluff your pillows and take a deep breath and settle in. You're in the right place. You're done for today. Whatever else is out there, release it to God. Trust that He is watching over you and caring for all that concerns you. Sleep is a gift that God wants to give you. As you rest in this quiet place, turn your attention to your breath. Notice how it's moving in and out. Just notice it. And let thankfulness rise in you, thankfulness for the steady breath, a gift from God. If it feels right, let your next breath grow a little deeper, a little longer, and let your next exhale last just as long. Feel your whole body relaxing as your breath grows deeper. Feel each part of your body softening, beginning with your feet. Soften your toes, your arches, your ankles. Soften the muscles of your calves, your knees your thighs send your restorative breaths into those muscles until they are loose and soft relax in your hips and belly feeling grateful for the ways they sustain you and move you through the world feel the softness growing in your chest and shoulders letting go of any tension there. You don't need to carry that. Feel it spreading down your arms until you're loose and relaxed to your very fingertips. Feel your face relax. And now, let your mind grow quiet. Let your only thought before your breath moving in and out inhaling and exhaling let me pray for you gracious Heavenly Father creator of all that is seen and unseen thank you for your loving care for all that you have made Thank you for watching over your child right now as they accept your gift of rest. I pray that as they hear your word from the Psalms and the prophet Isaiah tonight, your promises would sink deeply into their soul. That your words would take root there and grow strong in them. As they hear stories about your servants in ages past, I pray that you would inspire them to serve and love and worship you in our own time. That they would see that you are the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, always full of loving kindness for all your creation. And now, God, Help your child to surrender to you any remaining fears or anxieties. Guard their hearts and minds with your peace that passes understanding. Send your angels to watch and sing over them. Give them rest. In the name of Jesus, Amen. Now, let's travel to the Italian countryside, back a thousand years ago, down the gentle slope of Mount Subasio, lined with farmlands and towering oak trees, to the olive groves of Assisi, where we'll meet St. Francis, and with him and all creation sing praise to our Creator God who saves and sustains us. Born around 1182 to a prosperous silk merchant, Francis grew up wealthy and spirited. He loved fashion and pleasure, spent money freely, and enjoyed life with many friends. But even as a young man, he was troubled by the inequality he saw around him once a beggar asked him for money while he was working in his father's shop selling silk and velvet cloth francis ran after the beggar and gave him everything he had later in a vision jesus spoke to francis 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 go and repair my house which as you can see is falling into ruin. Over the next years, he gave up his wealth and devoted himself to restoring churches that were in disrepair. Francis's devotion attracted others who felt stirred by the Holy Spirit. And together, Francis and his brothers committed to follow the teachings of Jesus and walk in his footsteps. Francis traveled widely, preaching the gospel and working to restore God's church. This time, not literally, in stone or wood, but spiritually, in heart and soul. Francis lived such a remarkable life for God that for a thousand years, Christians have been inspired by his life. Some of the stories we've passed down about Francis are more like myths than history. But good myths always convey truth in one way or another. Tonight, as we listen to the stories that have been passed down about Francis and the animals, we will be reminded of the truth that all creation exists to praise God. And that God's promise of a peaceful kingdom isn't just for human beings, but for all creatures. These are truths we see in Scripture. In fact, before we hear these stories about Francis, let's listen to the words of the psalmist in Psalm 148 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His host. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded, and they were created. He established them forever and ever. He fixed their bounds, which cannot be passed. Praise the Lord from the earth, you sea monsters and all deeps, fire and hail, snow and frost. Stormy wind fulfilling His command. Mountains and all hills. Fruit trees and all cedars. Wild animals and all cattle. Creeping things and flying birds. Kings of the earth and all peoples. Princes and all rulers of the earth. Young men and women alike, old and and young, together. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is exalted. His glory is about earth and heaven. He has raised up a horn for His people. Praise for all His faithful, for the people of Israel who are close to Him. Praise the Lord. The psalmist is preaching to all creation, calling on the sun, moon, and stars, the sea monsters and wild animals, cattle and insects and birds, mountains, hills, trees, fire, hail, wind, frost, calling on all of them to praise their Creator, That's something Francis did, too. In one story, Francis and his companions were traveling around the country, preaching the gospel, when Francis noticed a great number of birds resting in a tree just off the road. Swept up in the moment, he ran toward the tree, expecting the birds to fly away as he approached. But they didn't. Francis greeted them and asked if they'd like to stay a while to hear the word of God. Doves, crows, and all sorts of birds gathered together and didn't leave. Francis said, My brother and sister birds, you should praise your Creator and always love Him. He gave you feathers for clothes, wings to fly, and all other things that you need. It is God who makes you noble among creatures, making your home in thin, pure air. Without sowing or reaping, you receive God's guidance and protection. Let Francis's words to the birds speak to you too. God has given you all that you need. He provides for your food, your clothes. He gives you guidance and protection. As Jesus said, If God cares even for sparrows, surely He cares for you. You can rest in the confidence that God, your Creator, loves and provides for you. After that day, Francis made it his habit to preach to the birds and to invite all the animals he encountered to praise and love their Creator. Legends say that sometimes flocks of noisy birds would quiet down when Francis started preaching, as if they were listening. Pray with me. God You are the creator of all that is, and you have called all that is to testify of your love and goodness. Thank you for the testimony of Francis, who understood that all creation praises you. And thank you for giving us the beauty of this world, for the delicious fruit that grows on the trees the silvery fish that dart through streaming waters, the willows that bend towards the ground and the oaks that stand strong and mighty. Thank you for the birds, the intelligent crow, the loud woodpecker, the lovely cardinal, the noble eagle, the fearsome hawk. Thank you for all your creatures and thank you for this child who is resting now in the safety and surety of your loving kindness. Bless their sleep. Make it deep and restful and long-lasting. Make their dreams sweet and peaceful. May praise of you guide them gently into rest. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Scripture shows us that peace between human beings and the rest of God's creation is part of God's ultimate plan for us. When the prophet Isaiah describes the deliverance God will bring, the heavenly kingdom isn't just a place of human peace. It's a place where all live together peacefully. In chapter 11, Isaiah tells us how God himself describes the coming kingdom. Listen to it in the message of translation. The wolf will romp with the lamb, the leopard sleep with the kid. Calf and lion will eat from the same trough, and a little child will tend them. Cow and bear will graze the same pasture. Their calves and cubs grow up together. And the lion eats straw like the ox. The nursing child will crawl over rattlesnake dens. The toddler stick his hand down the hole of a serpent. Neither animal nor human will hurt or kill on my holy mountain. The whole earth will be brimming with God alive, a living knowledge of God, ocean deep, ocean wide. That's the kind of peace for all creation that God will bring. And a story told about Francis pictures the same kind of peace infiltrating our world, even now. A fierce and fearsome wolf terrorized the villagers in the Italian town Gubbio. The wolf had killed and eaten livestock and pets and even humans. When the villagers went after the wolf, they too perished. Soon, they were afraid to venture outside the city walls. Francis, visiting Gubbio, decided to go out and meet the wolf. The people tried to talk him out of it, but he was sure God would protect him. As he walked towards the trees, the wolf came rushing toward him, mouth open, teeth gleaming. Francis made the sign of the cross over the wolf, and he slowed down and closed his mouth. Come here, Brother Wolf, Francis said, I command you, on behalf of Christ, that you do no harm to me or to anyone. The wolf then came, meek as a lamb, and laid down at the feet of Francis. Francis continued speaking calmly to him, explaining that the villagers were living in fear, and that humans were made in the image of God and should not be terrorized. Brother Wolf, said Francis, I want to make peace between you and the people of Gubbio. They will harm you no more. Instead, they will make sure you never go hungry. They will feed you and you must no longer harm them. All past crimes are to be forgiven. Imagine that kind of peace, living with all past crimes forgiven. The wolf bowed his head in assent, agreeing to live at peace. By this time, a crowd had gathered. People who had watched anxiously from the city gates had ventured forward to watch Francis and the wolf. Francis turned to them and asked them to agree to peace, too. Will you provide food for this wolf so that he never goes hungry? They agreed and Francis turned to the wolf again and asked him for a sign to show to all the villagers that he would abide by this pact and no longer inflict harm on the people or their animals. The wolf lifted his right paw and placed it in the hand of Francis. The people cried out in relief and amazement and joy. Together, they praised the God who made them, the God who made the wolf, the God who sent Francis to bring some peace to their town. According to legend, for the next two years, the wolf lived as a pet in the town of Gubbio, going from house to house whenever he was hungry, scratching at their doors, and being kindly fed by the villagers. The picture of idyllic harmony in this story is also the picture God gives us for the future he has planned for us. A future in which we no longer harm or exploit each other, but instead play and praise and worship together. The wolf and the lamb will romp together in the fields. Perhaps this image of harmony from the prophet Isaiah echoed in John's mind as he wrote down the revelation he received from God. A revelation of a peaceable kingdom. John wrote, There I saw a new heaven and a new earth, I also saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, God's dwelling is with the human race. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and there will be no more death and mourning, wailing or pain, for the old order has passed away. Pray with me. Heavenly Father, we long for your peaceful kingdom to be known here on earth. Now we catch glimpses of it when we see relationships that have been broken, restored, old wounds, healing and enemies becoming friends we catch glimpses of it when plants grow unchoked by weeds and rivers flow free from pesticides and humans repair the damage we've done to our habitats but we long for it to come in full for jesus to return and make all things new. Continue your peaceful work in our hearts and lives and communities right now. As this child sleeps, pour your peace into them. Restore, renew, replenish. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. Historians say that Francis also composed the first poem in Italian. In this lyrical poem, titled The Canticle of the Creatures, Francis invites all creation to join him in praising God. He puts all of creation into a community of worshipers of God. Sisters and brothers joining us in exaltation of our Creator. Listen to how this poem begins as a prayer to God. Listen and pray along. Most High, All-Powerful, All-Good Lord, All praise is yours. All glory, all honor, and all blessing. To you alone, most high, do they belong. No mortal lips are worthy to pronounce your name. As the poem continues, Francis praises God for what God's creatures show us about his greatness. All praise be yours, my Lord, through all that you have made. And first, my brother Son, who brings the day and the light that you give to us through him. How beautiful is he, how radiant in all his splendor. Of you, Most High, he bears the likeness. All praise be yours, my Lord, through Sister Moon and stars, in the heavens you have made them, bright and precious and fair. All praise be yours, my Lord, through brother's wind and air, and fair and stormy, all the weather's moods, by which you cherish all that you have made. All praise be yours, my Lord, through brother fire, through whom you brighten up the night, How beautiful is he! How merry! Full of power and strength! All praise be yours, my Lord, through Sister Earth, our Mother, who feeds us in her sovereignty and produces various fruits with colored flowers and herbs. Some time later, When the mayor and the bishop were in a dispute, Francis added another verse to inspire them to reconcile. He wrote, All praise be yours, my Lord, through those who grant pardon for love of you, through those who endure sickness and trial. Happy those who endure in peace by you, Most High. They will be crowned. Finally, as he was getting older, he knew his own death was approaching. Francis added a final verse. All praise be yours, my Lord, through sister death, from whose embrace no mortal can escape. How dreadful! For those who die in sin How lovely For those found in your most holy will The second death can do them no harm Praise and bless my Lord And give him thanks And serve him with great humility Let me pray again Father God creator of all that is, and lover of our souls. Thank you for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. Thank you for revealing yourself through your creation and for calling all your creation to sing praise to you. Thank you for the witness of your servant, Francis. We long for the day when your peaceable kingdom will arrive in its fullness here on earth. And for now, we ask for a deep, restful, peaceful night. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens Praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all His host. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you shining stars. Praise Him, you highest heavens, and you waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He commanded, and they were created. As you rest tonight, know that the stars and the moon are shining above, praising their Creator even as you sleep. And you will wake to join the sun in songs of praise tomorrow.